0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Objective Health. I am your host, Doug, and with me in our virtual studio are Erica and Tiff.
1: Hello.
0: And in the background, on the ones and twos, as usual, holding it down for us is Damien. Hello. So on today's show, as you can tell by the flag in the background here, it's Australia, if you didn't know, we are talking about Australia's fascist medical state. Um uh, anybody who's paying attention a little bit, uh maybe going a little bit outside the norm normal uh mainstream media will realise that uh Australia has gone completely bonkers. Um they have yeah. issued draconian lockdown rules, um all for what seemingly is a minimal number of deaths and cases. Um, So we were going to talk about that a little bit on the show today. So um, just off the top, there was an article in Spectator Australia that was called Just the Facts, Coronavirus in Australia by the Numbers. And it does a very good job of breaking down all the numbers in terms of cases, in terms of deaths, um, and also comparing those to flu cases. Um, from past years and um, other things like specific to Queensland, uh, to Victoria, um, specifically on deaths. And really, uh, it's great. I mean, I can read you some of the the different um, things they say here. Like, you know, they start off with just general facts about Australia, the population, the life expectancy, blah, 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 blah. they go into... Um, so, for instance, um, out of 894 cases of people over the age of 90 who have tested positive for COVID, 557 have survived. that Even those over the age of 90 have a statistical, statistical chance of over 60% of overcoming COVID. So all the, the, the news about how uh, you're going to kill grandma and stuff, I mean over 90 we're talking about like that's pretty old and still 60% of them are surviving. Um, Mm -hmm. outside of a, uh, aged care, um, the CFR for COVID in Australia is approximately 0.57%. So 353 deaths out of 61,630 cases. Um, In other words, if you're not an aged care residence, you have a greater than 99% chance of surviving COVID. So it's basically it goes through a lot of statistics like this. Um, I'm not going to read them all, but uh, also comparing uh, the influenza, um, the deaths um, from influenza. Sorry, I'm just cruising through here to find it here. Okay, so in Australia in 2019, there were over 300,000 cases of influenza approximately 4000 hospitalizations and over 800 deaths there were no restrictions or lockdowns and if you compare that to the actual numbers from covid um it sorry i lost the t- statistic here but it's it's like significantly more deaths from influenza mm-hmm. than there was from than there has been from covid over the entire mm-hmm. Uh, pandemic, if you want to call it that. Uh, Yet, we have never seen draconian measures like this um, trotted out for influenza. Right. So, it's just kind of, when it's put into numbers like this, it's like a stark uh, contrast to the, the hysteria they're reacting with versus, um, the reality of the numbers. So I just thought we would kind of start off with that just to kind of put things into perspective. But maybe what we could do is show the clip of the premiere. Um, the premiere of, uh, no, that's the wrong one, Damien, the Victoria premiere video.
1: And Daniel Andrews.
0: That's it. Daniel Andrews. Okay, hang on.
1: But yeah, considering the statistics that is clearly showing that COVID is not that serious and Australia's response, uh,
0: why? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Is the question that springs to mind most often. People are looking at this like, why is Australia cracking down so hard compared to? Other countries. I mean, nobody should be doing any cracking down of any sort, in my opinion. But why is Australia just going above and beyond and yeah. being s- so just outrageous with it? Some people speculate it's because uh, Australians can't have guns. That's why they're able to get away with so much. <laughs> uh, some people speculate it's because uh, Australia doesn't have a, a Bill of Rights. Mm. But um, I don't know. Maybe after all this is open over, maybe some of the reasons for it will come out. But um, I will say that we're not like singling out Australia because it seems like this is just going to be a model for a rollout to yeah. other places in the world. So,
0: yeah. Well, maybe we could show that video, Damien. Just start it from uh, yeah. Perfect.
2: from a situation where to protect the health system we've got everybody locked down we're going to move to a situation where to protect the health system we're going to lock out people who are not vaccinated and can be if you're making the choice not to get vaccinated then you're making the wrong choice you're making the wrong choice and for safety's sake and for the back to that point about how much work our nurses have to do as this becomes absolutely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we open everything up It's not going to be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be roaming around the place spreading the virus that's what they'll be that's what they'll be doing so there's every reason every reason uh, to get vaccinated and there are appointments available and there'll be even more appointments available throughout september october november let's get to those thresholds as fast as we possibly can but yes there's going to be a vaccinated uh, economy and you get to participate that you get to participate in that if you are vaccinated Now, that's not right now because, of course, there's many more people who want to get vaccinated than we actually can get through the system. But we're going to get to a point where everybody who can get vaccinated will have been offered the chance to do so. And we are not going to have a situation, well, at least not in Victoria, where we lock the whole place down to protect people who won't protect themselves. These go and get vaccinated. There's 11,000 AZ appointments available this week, 2,000 Pfizer appointments available this week, We'll have more to say with those additional stocks coming in from overseas, but I want to run that down to zero so there are no more AstraZeneca appointments, hopefully very soon, and we can order more and we can keep pushing that. I just again remind people, uh, the Prime Minister has written to everybody who's 60 and over and indicated to them that you are eligible for AstraZeneca. And if you want Pfizer, then you will be in the queue behind everyone else. That is to say, you'll be in the queue behind 12 year olds because they can only get Pfizer. That is.
0: Huh. anywho <clears throat> so that was uh insane um i don't think anybody at the beginning of the year was thinking that australia was about to go full crazy fascist yeah vaccine mandates essentially one economy for you and one economy for everybody who's vaccinated it's
3: just and again crazy. back to that that uh that number The 70%, it was 70%, and now it's up to 80% that they consider, you know, everyone vaccinated. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: You know, I mean, it just keeps changing and changing.
1: They want to reach that 80% by September 23rd, I believe. Mm. Uh,
0: Yeah. Is that four days from now?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Even if it does happen, which I doubt that it will. I don't think they're going to draw back on any of this fascism. No. They got a taste of it and I think they like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, you know, he's saying <clears throat> to protect uh, you know, their hospital system and everything like that. That that's why that they're doing this. Going back to that um article in Spectator Australia. There's a, a, they, they talk about hospitalizations there, and they say in 2018, the most recent information available, there were approximately 96,000 hospital beds, and in 2020, 2,378 ICU beds, baseline capacity prior to surge capacity in Australia. Currently, 1,278 COVID cases account for 1.33% of that hospital bed capacity and 9.25% of ICU baseline capacity. So what the hell is he talking about? 1.33% of hospital beds is what's being used right now. Right? And he's, he's trying to, like, even if there was, like, a, a, a big jump in numbers, you know, how much of a jump in numbers are you going to have to see for that, you know, for it to actually be any kind of crisis situation?
3: Well, not to mention people are having those, quote unquote, breakthrough infections. So how many people in the hospital now have been fully vaccinated and actually have COVID as a result? You well, know, they don't.
0: Come on, Erica. He said it's he said that it's a, a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We'll just uh, take it out of for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: it's unbelievable.
3: Well, I, I can't even remember, you know, the last year, but we did wow. a show about the medical uh, apartheid that is coming, and now, you know, they're blatantly st- stating it. It's blatantly happening, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, turning people, pitting people against each other in the most nefarious way. Notice how we never said uh, natural immunity or COVID recovered patients, you know, and then the, the, the pushing of the AstraZeneca vaccine, which has been banned in what over 20 countries, you know? So, you know, that's your choice. Oh, if you don't take the one that's been banned in many countries, you're going to have to go to the very end of the line to get the Pfizer one. I mean, it is so much mental masturbation going on there. I don't even know. And so people are afraid, right? They, oh my gosh, well, I better, I wanna be part of the economy, you know, I wanna be able to participate. So even though I have severe doubts, I'm gonna override my common sense and just go along to get along.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, splitting people apart and having an apartheid system, there was another Australian, I think she was a Senator. And I think we may have the clip somewhere, Damien she was talking about how uh, things are going to get very hard for the unvaccinated or people going to come down harder than them or something can we find that clip because the words that are coming out of these australian members of government whatever is coming out of their mouths is just absolutely crazy like i've never heard any official well until now <laughs> <laughs> speak with such scorn and derision towards the average person. It's kind of like uh, when Joe Biden said that his patience was wearing thin, but listen to what this lady says. And I thought you
3: were smarter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, I think this is the one. Yeah. Let's see.
2: I think people are getting quite agitated right out there now outside, Pete, and those um, anti-vaxxers out there, that 20 30%. Uh, the ones out there protesting on the streets and doing that sort of thing, I think you're going to find the rest of us coming at you lock, stock and barrel Uh, and we're going to be putting the pressure on you fairly hard because the rest of us that are trying to do the right thing by the country and our kids and get vaccinated and do the right thing um, I think for you, uh, we're going to start to get even more agitated and we're going to start to get more hardcore and I think that's what you're going to see, massive division out there Uh, and it'll be us on the front foot that's what I think is going to happen, I think the the tide is going to turn on those anti-vaxxers out there and you are really going to feel the heat okay whoa now with that accent, i think probably getting quite agitated right are. out there now outside pete and i think for you uh we're going to start to get Wait it, a
1: minute you're yeah, really going to really feel to the tell. heat <laughs> feel the heat or feel the hate yeah <laughs> I can't tell with that australian accent but like listen to this woman
0: yeah that's <laughs> crazy, outright, crazy.
1: threatening you.
0: yeah Yeah, it's not too far away from like, we're going to rip their arms off and beat them with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That's crazy.
1: Well, another very draconian measure that Australia is rolling out, it's called the Surveillance Legislation Amendment, or the Identify and Disrupt Bill. And this legislation gives the Australian federal police the right to basically infiltrate your social media your email uh, take take it over modify it delete it uh, if they suspect that you are some kind of cyber criminal so we all know where this can go and probably will go like these australian federal police officers can actually go into your email or your facebook or instagram or whatever make a post (laughs) under your handle and claim that it's you, they could set you up to be a patsy for some kind of terrorist attack or accuse you of uh, organizing an illegal protest. They can do whatever they want Mm -hmm. and put the blame on you. And there's pretty much no recourse.
0: Yeah. That's, that's fully insane. That's just completely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't even know what to, what to do with that. Like they can go into your account and do whatever the hell they want. They can delete data. They can start messaging your contacts. They can do whatever the hell they want. It's insane.
3: Information warfare. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, in that article Tiffany was talking about, they talk about how the bill also states in the explanatory memorandum that the additional amendments will target crimes such as child abuse, exploitation, sale of illicit drugs, human trafficking, threat fraud, assassinations, distributions of weapons and terrorism. But this takes precedent over all those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would think that those things are pretty concerning, especially, mm-hmm. you know, tr- human trafficking and assassinations but cyber enabled, you know, crime, because you are sharing your personal ideas about your right to health freedom. Like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, I mean, it's kind of like that what's happening in the U S with the quote unquote new domestic terrorism bills, right? Like all of a sudden people who are exercising personal sovereignty are more of a threat than child traffickers. You know, I mean, I mean, really, though, that is true. If you are one of
1: the <laughs> top people, people who are awake and aware and make their own decisions and won't listen to you are more of a threat than, you know, pedophiles and criminals because yeah. the people at the top are pedophiles and criminals for <laughs> a lot of the parts. So why would they be threatened by their own kind?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Plus, I mean, if pedophiles and criminals are just doing their own thing, they're not a direct threat to the getting- powers that be. They're basically like, uh, yeah, they're just uh, they're they're doing their their own criminal things while uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the PTB continue to oppress the populace. So yes,
3: well, we see, you know, after that that Andrew, whatever his name was, I don't want to remember it. I don't keep it in my mind, but. <laughs> You know, um, Joe Biden came out and said a very similar thing. I think it was on the 9th of September and basically told any, um, company, private company or public company in the U S with 500 more em- or more employees that they're going to have to enforce the same kind of draconian measures and, um, and somebody who works in hospitality, this is something that I've experienced getting endless emails about what they plan on doing and all the companies that have already signed up for it in the U S like airlines, United frontier, mm-hmm. Delta, um, Disney, you know, Disney, the movie maker, the theme parks, they have over uh, 350,000 employees. They all have to have proof of vaccinations or weekly testing before october 22nd so Mm -hmm. what that premieres you know what all these people are saying is coming to light in the u.s as well and i'm not sure about europe i know you folks are getting the passport sanitaire and whatnot in france but Mm -hmm. you can kind of just see it's all like lock stock they're just they're all working collectively and it's a massive um, psychological warfare on people really co you know, a a concerted effort, for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, there was an article in The Guardian, um, September 8th, says Australia to have a vaccine passport system ready within weeks for international travel. So the vaccine passport is being rolled out everywhere, Mm -hmm. essentially. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's no real surprise that in a place that has a fascist takeover, as uh, Australia apparently does at the moment, that they would also be rolling out the the vaccine passport also and you know they jangle the whole thing about international travel in front of people's faces but I mean we well we've talked about the vaccine passport on multiple occasions so I won't get too much into it at this point but um you know if you if you think that this is just the kind of thing where oh yeah you get the passport and then you can go on holiday I have a feeling it's much much more sinister than that
3: Mm mm-hmm well, it's interesting because now they're actually changing the definition of we said this many times in this show, like the language around all this keeps changing what's natural immunity, what's vaccinated even mean, mm-hmm. and at least in the U.S., you know, you're not considered vaccinated unless you've received the two full doses of, say, the Tech injection or whatnot. So they're going to keep changing the goalposts of what it actually even means to be vaccinated.
1: It's even two weeks after your second vaccine. But then on the other end of it, they're saying that three months after your second vaccination, you're not considered fully vaccinated anymore. (sighs) How They're counting some statistics in some places like hospital statistics in order to keep track of who's sick and if they're vaccinated or not. It's just basically whatever they say it means today is what it means.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know why they have the term fully vaccinated like there's there really is no such thing as fully vaccinated it's like, you, like you're temporarily fully vaccinated maybe but with all the boosters coming out and everything like that it's like yeah. there is there is no such thing as fully vaccinated this sounds like it is very you know not even that slowly but very uh there's a slow creep into constant vaccinations like constant uh boosters and all that kind of stuff so the the whole term fully vaccinated it doesn't mean anything Eventually, it's it's just going to be like you're fully vaccinated for now. You know, in a couple of months, you're going to need the booster. I think in some places they uh, already were saying that 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 there's no such thing as fully vaccinated. No, that uh, you won't be considered fully vaccinated till you had your booster, Mm. or or something like your pass won't be renewed. I think it was in Israel where they said your passes won't be renewed unless you had your boosters, so they would expire every six months and vaccines forever.
3: Which is medicine on subscription. You know, that's basically what it is. Yeah, you got to so- keep going along with it. Once you fall for it the first time, then you just got to keep going along with it. It's, it's like I said before, it's like being in an abusive relationship. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the yeah. Parameters keep changing and you know. Yeah. So
1: once you're hooked into it, like people will say, Oh, I did it because i uh-
3: I wanted, yeah, I wanted to travel.
1: To, yeah, yeah, I wanted to travel or you know, I wanted to keep my job. I mean, you're going to have to keep jumping through every hoop that they put in front of you, or your vaccine passport is going to be ripped away. And then, where are you then? You're in a worse situation than if you had just not traveled and not kept your job.
0: <laughs> well, for anybody who's sitting there thinking, well, that's Australia. Sure, glad I don't live there. I'm pretty sure, like you said at the top of the show, Erica, this is um, going to be the model for every Western country in the future. Um, I think that uh, that this, who knows, maybe Australia was the testing ground. They're like, let's try it out on that prison colony we've got in the southeast of the world. Mm-hmm. Let's try it out there first and see how see how everything goes down. Um because, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you're, start, you're already starting to see things like that in France and uh, in um, some states in the U.S. and Canada. Um, so pay attention to what's going on there because you're probably look, having a, a, a sneak peek into the future of wherever you are.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have a little recommendation for people who aren't familiar with the history of Australia. Uh, John Pilger, who is actually from their filmmaker, did a movie uh, back in uh, 2003 or 2013 called Utopia. And it's basically about, um, you know, the Aboriginal people in Australia and what was done to them and is still being done to them. Uh, I recommend people watch it because you get a really good idea of like where the mindset is and how they can get away with essentially genocide Mm -hmm. and in very public view. So um, I definitely recommend that utopia and it is uh, anything but a utopia, but well worth a watch just to kind of see how these things go down and how they sell it to the public in a way that it's for your protection, for your freedom and your safety. So, yeah. You bet.
1: Yeah. Well, another article that we looked at that shows that this is not about, you know, keeping people safe from some scary virus. Um, there was an article uh called Australia bans Ivermectin because people might not get vaxxed. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously they don't care about you being sick and you using whatever treatment that you and your doctor Decide on in order for you to get well in ivermectin. There's been loads of studies about how it's very effective in this particular situation. But officials in Australia, uh, the Therapeutic Goods Administration or the TGA said that you, doctors in Australia cannot prescribe ivermectin. And the reasons is. They don't want people to use that and not get the injection instead.
0: Which is crazy. I mean, if you had a doctor that was actually interested in your health and keeping you healthy, then those kinds of concerns wouldn't exist. Right. It's like, we don't want people to use ivermectin because then they might not get the vaccine. It's like, well, isn't the most important thing that they aren't sick? Isn't that mm-hmm. the most important thing? It's like, who cares which medication they're using if it's effective?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just it, it just makes it so uh, obvious that this is a money grab. This is like uh, if it even as if, if that's even the, the ultimate motivation but it's, it's really just trying to steer everybody towards the same medical protocol, and that is to get vaccinated.
3: And, you know, God forbid in the U.S., if you should use ivermectin and recover quickly, because you'll get shamed by Rolling Stone telling yeah. you that you're drinking horse dewormer.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, that's, it's, yeah that's... it's
3: like they would rather you die just to prove a point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, we can clearly see it's not about your safety and protection in any sort of a way.
2: Nope.
0: Well, we got anything else to say about Australia?
1: Uh, Mm. I guess Uh, we can just uh, voice our solidarity with the Australian people. mm -hmm. Uh,
0: There have been some protests, I know. Yeah. Um, there was one floating around uh, Twitter recently that happened in uh, Perth. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, there are certainly—I'm I'm sure it's a slim minority—but there there are people who are trying to to fight back against this tyrannical push. So yeah, yeah our hearts was, are with uh, them.
1: There was supposed to be a truckie. They call their truckers or their truckies. <laughs> uh, like uh, shut down, like they're going to block some roads, like a trucky protest. I don't think anything ever quite came of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there are lots of people in Australia who have woken up to what's really going on and and they are not pleased. Mm -hmm. So maybe the situation might come to a boiling point, but it just seems that no matter what the people want, the government governments everywhere not just australia will basically just do whatever they want yeah. and there's got to be something like in that movie v for vendetta there was that police shooting where after that everything just blew up so there's going to be a blow up point at some point mm. and uh
3: i don't know Well, I think that's why they're hoping if they can demonize the unvaccinated enough and turn people against each other, that as we've shared many times, you know, the snitch culture and all that and and shaming and you can't be a part of it, you know, like using the social pressure again to kind of back up their intentions, you know, eliminating because there'll be a a swath of society. They'll be like, okay, well, we won't eat in your vaccine only restaurants and we won't support your vaccine only concerts and, you know, ball games and whatnot, you know, but they they want 100 percent compliance and there's going to be that slim section of the population that's not going to go for it. But if you turn family members against each other, then the pressure becomes even more intense mm-hmm. as we've all probably experienced in one way or another. You know, personally, I don't share my vaccine status with people at all. <laughs> I just don't as a, as a rule of thumb, you know, because you can sense right away when people come at you um, where they're coming from. And it's mm-hmm. sometimes it's best to just, it's nod and smile, oh, yeah <laughs> fully vaccinated, I identify as fully vaccinated <laughs> you know? so it just becomes a battle for your mind. I mean, I said too almost two years ago it's a the mind virus, you know it's mm-hmm. taking over again. It's like especially now as we see places like Israel with the, everyone in the hospital already being fully vaccinated. I mean, what does that tell you? Well, I mean, that is a, a a perfect experiment right out in the open for everyone to see who's not reading the mainstream news about it, you know, and watching yeah. the CDC constantly change weekly on what's this and that. No, we're not counting, uh, you know, what is, um, the cases of people that are getting COVID now who've been fully vaccinated, we're just not going to count them anymore, you know, yeah. so information is being withheld and weaponized in a lot of ways against people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if it, if you, if it wasn't for the constant brainwashing coming out of the media, people probably would be able to just look at what's going on and kind of be like, at least there's something funny going on here. It's like everybody mm-hmm. who gets vaccinated is getting sick. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, if, if you don't have that constant, um, programming that constant um being told how to think about something what to think Mm -hmm. about something it's like i think that that people's very basic logic would would kind of open their eyes to this kind of stuff but it's like the the constant stream of uh of don't look at that look over here instead Mm -hmm. yeah
3: even when it's right in your face too
1: yeah i think the propagandas weren't a little bit thin for more people there was a local uh news station in the united states that uh posted an article i guess they were looking for people to submit stories about their unvaccinated friends and relatives oh, yes. I who had that. died and what they got was the absolute opposite people talking about how their vaccinated friends and relatives were getting sick and dying so I don't think that uh, people are as asleep as the authorities think that they
3: are.
0: Could be. We live in hope. And I
3: do think that that um, constantly repeating it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated Mm -hmm. is how they're doing a lot of the mind programming Mm of people. Mm -hmm. But as you said, Doug, like I'm working in an environment where over half the uh, employees are vaccinated and now we have a lot of our staff out sick with COVID and they've been fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So for someone like me, I see that and I go, well, that speaks for itself. But I don't know. It's just fine. it's like you get the flu shot and you get the flu you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it happens, you know, it's like, Hmm. So how's that working out for you?
0: Yeah. Well, stay strong, Australia. Our hearts are with you uh i think that's it for this show uh be sure to join us next time for another great show and thanks to my co-hosts and damien in the background and we'll see y'all on the next one Bye. bye